everybody. Welcome to Trashy Divorces, weekday edition, Trashy Breakups. Yeah, it is our Wednesday edition. I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy. Hey, y'all. We're really excited to be here today. It's been just kind of a bonzo week, <laughs> and we're going to do something a little bit fun mm-hmm. for you today. I do want to begin by acknowledging the mistake I made, the enormous mistake I made in Sunday's episode. <laughs> Thank you to those who clued me into my pop culture mistake. I mean, I missed it too. Alex Bornstein is the voice of Lois Griffin on Family Guy. Not. Kathy and Jimmy, Mm -hmm. who is the voice of Peggy Hill on King King of of the the Hill. Hill. Mm -hmm. Please forgive me for that one. I got my pop culture streams a little. Yeah, I was like, wow, this is brand new information to me. And it's because it's not actually. Anyway. Our communication channels lit up. We heard it mm-hmm. from y'all on social media. You can find us at Trashy Divorces everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook too. We have a Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. You answer a few questions and you can get in with your fellow trash pandas. On Facebook. We love you. We cherish you. We adore you. We love hearing from you. We really do. And we get a lot of emails to our Trashy Divorces at gmail.com. And some of those are absolutely not appropriate for sharing. And we love and savor them and have relationships with listeners and, and learn, all over the world. Learn from them, yeah. We love your letters and we love you telling us things. And quite frankly, we would love to take a trashy Wednesday episode with some listener letters in the future. So send them to us at trashydivorces at gmail.com. Let us know if we are able to use them because today I have the best letter that we've gotten. Yes. All year long, and we even got this last year. Yeah. But it was too good not to share. And I do have permission and consent and blessing. No, this is definitely one of our very favorite <laughs> listener letters. From our trash panda, Polly. Polly uh, sent us this wonderful letter. We were going through some rough stuff with our home move last summer. Mm-hmm. And Polly sent us a delightful tale to make us laugh, and we sure did. Try, try to lighten our... Very unlight moods in that moment, and it worked. And we thought maybe it might be a good thing for y'all to hear this week, too. So this is a listener letter. This is from Polly. It is a heck of a story. I hope you enjoy it. Polly writes, I have a brother who is a genius and was the apple of pretty much everyone's eye. Seven years later, I was born in what I am quite sure was an attempt to save the marriage but one should never give that job to a colicky baby, and it predictably failed. Hmm. My father died before I was two, so my mother was a single parent in a day that single parenting was not a thing. She never remarried and kept future relationships so far away from her children that we weren't actually aware she'd had any until much, much later. When my brother moved out to start adulting, quote unquote, <laughs> My mom decided she was about done with the whole day-to-day motherhood thing. Don't get me wrong, my mother was an amazing woman, incredibly smart, tough as nails, and a great sense of humor. I personally watched all five-foot-nothing of her bring a professional football player, towering over her two tears after he disrespected her one too many times. Hmm. She had a viper's tongue, and while she typically used it judiciously, And without uttering a single curse, it could cause scarring. (laughs) Mom sounds like a real spitfire. Whippersnapper. Anyway, after putting her life on hold to raise two children alone and having successfully finished one, she entered the workforce. 
where she belonged, and it became her life. I tell you this to explain why I was attending high school in a foster home while she was absolutely acing the job of her dreams in a different state. My mom flew in for high school graduation, and that was the last time I saw her. Hmm. Two weeks later, she worked a full day, and as she was never a lady to half do anything, she suffered a massive heart attack that night. Hmm. I was 17 and woke out of a deep sleep at the same time that she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Wow. I had an overwhelming urge to call her, but mindful of the time, didn't want to bother her. Right. I set my alarm to call her at a more reasonable hour and was being notified of her passing when the alarm went off. Wow. My brother flew up from Florida and with the friend of a family, we drove to pick up her remains where whatever parts of her that couldn't be used by others had been cremated. I distinctly remember my brother and I packing up her car to drive back what few possessions of hers we had kept, looking at that box of remains and wondering where to put her. We decided on the back corner of the trunk, and frankly, she didn't get unpacked. About a month later, I received a call from my brother's roommate saying he wasn't handling things well. My brother had given me mom's car and I prepped to drive from New York to Florida. The first stop was a backyard mechanic Mm -hmm. who supposedly left the car out in an undesirable area Mm -hmm. where the trunk lock was punched out. Supposedly. The mechanic showed me how to open it with a screwdriver and life went on. (laughs) Apparently he, I mean they, had no interest in cremated remains and my mother's box remained unscathed. Well, that's good. My grandmother offered to get me maps to assist with the drive, but honestly, how hard could it be? Oh, my God. If given an option, drive south. Oh, my God. I was 17. 17. I had this. Yup. I remember that feeling myself. I packed up the car until there was literally only a spot in the driver's seat, and I headed south. In my defense, I was from a very small town. My intended high school graduated about 90 students a year. Wow. And it took a city and three villages to populate that. Hmm. My brother was the rebel of the family. I was a genuinely good kid. I think I'd left the state maybe three or four times, either with my mother or family members who were too scared of her to allow anything remotely interesting to happen to me. Sure. I was quiet, shy, respectful, and ridiculously naive. Sure. Which is where we're going to leave sweet, ridiculously naive (laughs) Polly right here. I promise when this story gets going, you're going to appreciate why we took a break from our sponsors right now. We'll be right back with the rest of the story after a break. See you on the flip. Hey, Trash Pandas. When you need a brain break from your day, let me recommend the game June's Journey for Android and iPhone. It's a hidden object mystery game where you are solving a murder, uncovering family secrets, and, I don't know, exposing official corruption? all in an extremely stylish 1920s setting. Every scene takes you deeper into the mystery and introduces you to an expansive cast of characters as June Parker explores the questions surrounding her sister's apparent murder-suicide at the family's beachfront estate. Add your own elements to the island from lush gardens to gorgeous new buildings. This story has so many twists and turns. Right now, we are on a global journey attempting to rescue June's niece, Virginia. It's a great combo of gameplay. It's a memory puzzle, a design project, an intriguing storyline with genuinely fabulous art. 
When you want to let your mind wander, relax into this glorious 1920s murder mystery and get lost in the fun. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. And we're back. Polly hitting the road. Polly hitting the road. Inexperienced in the world. Naive, innocent Polly. The adventure began and everything went swimmingly until I hit Washington, D.C. at about 3 o'clock in the morning. This is the circle that goes around the city, and I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to get off of it. (laughs) I drove that circle for what had to have been an hour and a half without making any progress. Eventually, it occurred to me just to follow the next car I saw just to get off that stupid highway and then reorient, but realized there weren't any other cars, and I could not recall the last time I had seen one. Oh, my God. So I just kept driving that circle, sure that something was going to change in a flashing light, directing me to Florida was going to magically appear. The flashing light appeared, but it was accompanied (laughs) by a siren. Oh, God. So I dutifully pulled over. In my mind, the officer would obviously know that I was way beyond lost. Sure. Give me directions and send me on my way. Maybe even escort you to the correct exit. A sheriff cautiously approached the car and asked me my name. Mm -hmm. I reflexively answered but provided my nickname. In my defense, a phrase I seem to be using frequently (laughs) in this missive, It was the only name that I'd ever really used, as my mother didn't care for the one my father had mandated. My legal name only appears on legal paperwork. Sure. Like a driver's license. Like a driver's license. Missed that detail. He asked for my driver's license and noticed it had just been issued. Well, yeah, because I was a minor and the DMV required a parent or guardian to sign off for me to receive my license, and I had run out of parents when mom died. Mm Mm-hmm. I had to take them a letter from a lawyer indicating I was emancipated before they would trust me with a license. Then he noticed the first name was different than how I had introduced myself, and I explained why. Certainly not suspicious at all. This is already going terribly. (laughs) Then he asked for my registration and insurance. Funny story there. I had forged my mother's name on the registration because I wanted the card to appear legal, And I had no concept of how to do that correctly Mm -hmm. or the ramifications of not doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Suggestion for high school class life course. It could cover DMV, voting taxes. It's a really good idea, Polly. I hadn't stolen the car and I had been forging my mother's name on things for years. Right. Frequently with her express permission. Did I mention naive? Trust me, it gets worse. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, the insurance. Well, it looked legal. Oh, God. The foster family I was last with had worked with an agent they were friends with. Basically, it wasn't worth the paper it was printed on, but it cost me a lot and it looked legal, so it allowed me to forge the registration. They said, don't file a claim. It won't be accepted. I wasn't going to file a claim. What was the problem? Right. Still ignorant of the trouble that I was in just at this point, I handed over the requested documents. He looked at them and asked who the person was named on those papers. My mom, I confidently told him. Sure. Where's your mom? He asked, as any good sheriff would. In the trunk, I responded. Oh, my God. As only an extremely naive 17-year-old from a tiny town (laughs) with no prior police contact would. 
At this point, the atmosphere changed drastically. Really? <laughs> and even I realized it. As he simultaneously backed away from the car and aimed his gun at me, I helpfully added, It's okay. She's dead. No. <laughs> wow. Wow. It feels like we stared at each other without speaking for a very long time. There still haven't been any cars on the road, and I'm pretty sure this was not going the way he expected either. In my last attempt to put him at ease, Uh had failed miserably. Understandably so, I can say in retrospect, Mm -hmm. I just sat there silently and stared at him. He stood there, allowing me to see the barrel of his gun a mite too clearly, and I can only imagine what was racing through his thoughts. Oh, yeah. Finally, he broke the standoff and motioned me to my trunk with his gun. I removed my keys from the ignition and exited the vehicle, heading for the trunk. Right, the broken trunk. While I was attempting to put my key in the trunk lock, I remembered that the lock was punched out. I told him I could not open it without my screwdriver. And that was in the glove compartment. Oh, officer, let me grab a weapon just right quick. This was not making him any more comfortable with the situation as he is hard to believe watching me like a hawk while looking at my lock with disbelief. Mm -hmm. I apologized and said it had just happened, which did not appear to help any. I offered to get the screwdriver, but he wasn't comfortable with that. Uh -uh. However, he also wasn't comfortable moving that far away from me or turning his back on me to find anything in the glove compartment. There was some sheriff suspect dance while he placed me where he felt as safe as possible and a lot of prairie dog head lifts while he randomly peeped over the car roof to make sure I hadn't moved while he was distracted. Trust me, I hadn't moved a muscle. (laughs) Finally, he returns to the trunk with a screwdriver and decided that this little girl obviously wouldn't know how to pop the trunk with a screwdriver Or maybe he was afraid to give me a potential weapon, Mm -hmm. and he tried unsuccessfully a few times. I offered to do it, and he reluctantly gave me the screwdriver, and it opened for me on the first try. Oh, good. To be fair, I had practiced before putting anything in there, just in case, but he had no way of knowing that, and my efficiency didn't seem to help his comfort level any. Unlocked now, he put his hand on the trunk so it would open slowly, and eventually... It showed itself to be full of the accoutrement of my life to that point. Mm-hmm. When there was not a bound body sure. immediately obvious, sure. <laughs> he took a second to reevaluate and asked where mom was. <sighs> I responded that she was way in the back and he told me to go get her. I looked at him in disbelief for a second as my entire life was crammed in that trunk and yeah. I asked him if he was serious. Although the uniform and gun should have given me a clue, he was kind enough to verbalize that, in fact, yes, he was indeed very serious. I probably spent the next 45 minutes emptying a path to my mother's remains from the back of my trunk at gunpoint. What a nightmare. When I got to her, he had me pull out the box and place it on the bumper. I should probably explain that the original box that you can pick up at the crematorium When going the economy route, at least is plain white, deceptively heavy, and doesn't indicate its source or contents. It also isn't factory sealed. Oh my god. He told me to open it. I refused. 
I told him to arrest me. I told him it just seemed wrong and I wasn't going to do it. And he waved his gun at me again and I wasn't impressed. I was mad. I prefer to think that it has nothing to do with being a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) And that everyone has a limit and apparently we had just reached mine. Yeah, I had driven this godforsaken highway for hours just trying to find south again i was worried about my brother i was mourning my mom i had jumped through multiple hoops to get myself and this vehicle as illegal as we were i had broken no traffic laws and even he admitted he pulled me over only because he had watched me drive that stupid circle multiple times i had a uniform sheriff aim a gun at me for what had to have been an hour and a half by now I hadn't even seen another car for several hours. I had the majority of the contents of my trunk on the highway between our two cars. In my naive 17-year-old mind, I had been polite, accommodating, respectful, and honest to my own detriment. And now he demanded that I open the box that contained my mother's remains? His response contained some sort of threat that finally made me realize that he no longer thought I had kidnapped and murdered my mother. <laughs> Stolen her car. Or at least that was no longer his primary concern. But instead, I was trafficking drugs, and this was about to vault his career. Oh, my God. I told him if he wanted to see the remains so badly, he could open it, but I wasn't about to. While carefully ensuring his gun was still aimed directly at me, he opened the box. We did almost have a moment when my curiosity overtook me and I leaned in to see what cremated ashes actually looked like. But I think he finally realized I was not going to cause any trouble and his visions of a drug bust were dancing in his head. He just looked at me so smug as he flung open wide the internal plastic bag containing the remains and both of us were laser focused on the contents. Imagine our shock especially his, when the only car that is driven by for literally hours picked that moment and the lane closest to us to zoom by. Almost half the contents of her box were picked up by that draft and flew right at the sheriff. Oh my God. That poor man spent what seemed like an eternity (laughs) looking at me with shock and horror as the front of his uniform and part of his face were covered in ash. Oh... Oh. (laughs) He desperately wanted to wipe it away, while he simultaneously couldn't figure out how to do it without touching her remains. Uh Uh-huh. And he clearly saw his drug bust vanish into some sort of lawsuit. Although it didn't occur to me at the time, my daughter and I joked that I am probably now part of a training video. Oh, no doubt. The smug look is now completely gone and in its place, one of genuine distress. (laughs) I told him it's okay. She's dead. (laughs) Obviously my go-to mantra that I somehow hoped might work better this time, not original, but my heart was in the right place. (laughs) We closed the inner bag and the box. I offered him a towel, a benefit of moving and having all of your belongings handy, uh-huh. as he brushed off as much of my mother as oh, possible. My. I asked him if I could at least put my stuff back in the trunk before he arrested me, and he helped me do so. Mom went back into her corner of the trunk, 
significantly lighter than oh. she had started the trip. I asked him what now when we'd finished. He told me exactly how many laws I had broken. I guess I realized somewhere in my head that forging the registration was technically illegal and the insurance thing was a no-no, but I had no idea how seriously they took it. Uh And I hadn't a clue there were laws about transporting dead bodies across state lines, penalties multiplied by each and every state line, and that cremated ones counted as well. I attempted to argue that one with him, but quickly realized arguing legal points with the sheriff at the side of the road, whether or not you've been emancipated for 10 days, <laughs> is not reflective of a position of strength. Right. He asked me where I was going and why, and I told him. He gave me some advice on how to respond if another police officer stopped me on my travels. Wish someone had prepped me about that earlier. And advised me I should probably provide mom a final resting place at my earliest possible convenience. Mm -hmm. And then, without so much as a ticket, he gave me a lights and siren escort off that stupid circle. (laughs) That's so good. Aimed me south and even returned my wave as I continued on my way. A good portion of mom eventually made it to her final resting place next to her father, but it did take a couple of years. In the meantime, my brother and I decided she brought us incredible luck, and we moved her from one of our trunks to the other for job interviews, first dates, road trips, but never across state lines (laughs) and the like. First dates. Polly does write a little bit more. Uh, We... It is her hope that this brought a smile at a minimum and a diversion, which it certainly did. So delightful, Polly. We wanted to read it for all of our trash pandas. We hope y'all enjoyed that letter. I think now you get why this episode is called Return to Sender. Yes. Oh, to be 17 and (laughs) just such an incomplete knowledge of how the world works. I remember I I was so confused by everything all the time because... I thought I understood how the world worked. Well, often on Patreon, y'all are familiar with the Am I the Assholes on Reddit. Right. We have sort of reverted that a little bit for our Patreon with Am I the Idiot. Just like basic things that you didn't know that you should know. Sure. And so people write in with their Am I the Idiot stories ever so occasionally. I think this is how this one got prompted. But Polly, we loved this letter. Mm Mm-hmm. And thanks for allowing us to read it for uh, the larger audience. A thousand percent. We hope that that brought y'all the joy that it brought us with a tale that couldn't be beat. We do love good storytelling around here. And hey, if you are related to a D.C. area sheriff who has a story along these lines, reach out. We will connect you with Polly. It was part of the training video of how to stop and... Good Lord. Y'all, we do love your emails. We love hearing from you. Find us on social in whatever way. You can always get us communication and send us an email at trashydivorces at gmail.com. Yep. We are going to be back with you on Sunday with two brand spanking new, piping hot. Divorces. Good ones. I'm excited about my story this week. Fresh from the oven. Until we meet again then, my Mm -hmm. darlings, be careful of what you're transporting across state lines. I would hazard yes uh also keep your hands clean keep those hearts trashy big love y'all have a tremendous rest of the week bye bye
And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia, with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at CarbonMade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at TrashyDivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at TrashyDivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at Patreon.com slash TrashyDivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear want to advertise with us reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information and last but not least come play with us on social media i keep most of our trashy divorces instagram hopping stacy and i share it up over on facebook including our trashy divorces podcast discussion group come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening keep it trashy y'all